You're listening to Balance Me, the voice of the African diaspora. On this podcast, we uncover all things African, art, fashion, culture, history, and more. I'm Tinasha, your humble host. Let's dive in. Thank you for inviting me and having me on your podcast. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Our guest today is Richard Mundariki, the founder of Art Harare Contemporary Art Fair and a respected visual artist in his own right. As you'll hear later in the podcast, Mudariki trained as an archaeologist but studied painting part-time at Gallery Delta in Harare under the mentorship of the late renowned artist Helen Liros. He lives and works between Harare and Cape Town. Mudariki's creative career spanned over 20 years, during which period he has held six solo exhibitions and participated in numerous international contemporary art exhibitions in London, Paris, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Harare, Milan and New York. His work is held in both public and private collections around the world. Started out at a very young age, always was fascinated in, uh, with, with drawing firstly and trying to just represent things on paper. Obviously had my interest as a young teenager with, with cartoons and uh, sort of wrestling uh, superstars. And I had two uncles that used to visit my, my family at night to watch wrestling and they would make me these nice poster drawings of the famous uh, wrestlers on WWF. And I, and I started making a collection of these and I would always copy it and try to create mine. And then when I was about 14 years old, wrote a letter to one of sort of the oldest gallery in Harare in Zimbabwe, actually, uh, Gallery Delta. And uh, yeah, was sort of showing them my work, was so proud to send uh, a letter with my work in it and showing them. And after a couple of letters, they invited me to the gallery uh, for me to actually see work uh, by other artists, by other contemporary artists, painters and working in print. So I did at 14 years old. And then from then on, just had a connection with Helen Liros, who was one of Zimbabwe's master painters um, and teacher as well. So she enrolled me in a class a few months later with Greg Shaw uh for about six months and then eventually she started her own classes and for seven years that was my art education with her from about 15 years old until i was 25. Uh, every saturday morning we used to do art classes with her um, and it was yeah it was an amazing journey to have a mentor uh sort of uh that they obviously know and she treated it in a formal way uh mm-hmm. But it was informal. It was only on a Saturday morning, but she had class, she had tasks and sort of uh, uh, schedules that we had to do and uh, assignments. So that that for me for seven years, I was young. I was just 15, 16. And yeah, I think that was the beginning of my passion and interest to seriously uh, consider to become an artist back then. I've also actually had the pleasure of working with Greg Shaw in high school. Um, he was one of the art teachers at my school. Um, uh, yeah, so it was work. incredible. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, so did you spend your entire adolescence essentially in, in Zim, doing art in Zim? That's correct, yes. My entire adolescence in Zim. Uh, then went to study, so I'm an archaeologist by training. Uh, mm. So I study archaeology at the Midland State University. Then, yeah, then sort of during the sort of um, upheavals in the country in 2008, yeah. decided to sort of look for opportunities and a community of 
like-minded artists or at least also a market for what I was creating and decided to, to travel with a fellow artist while in Mapondera down to Johannesburg and eventually to Cape Town. So do you go in between? So is that where you're sort of doing now? Do you're in between Zim and Cape Town? So now I'm actually between, for the past uh, eight years, was mostly trying to build my career here in, in sort of the Cape Town art community. Right. which has grown um, the, the sort of environment and what is happening in the art circles in Cape Town. We're encouraging two museums and art fair and sort of an increasing interest on uh, contemporary African art, which is also happening just across the continent as well. Yeah. So sort of a case of being in the right place <laughs> also oh, at the right time. Uh, so, but now with the sort of project that we, uh, we, we started uh, two years ago, there is now between Cape Town and Arari to try to, yeah, to work in both cities. Okay, amazing. Yes. Um, what do you think is the difference right now between the art scene in Harare or in Zim and the art scene in, as you see it in, in Cape Town? So obviously the main difference is the sort of uh, uh, ex- places for, for artists to get exposure. So in, in a set of galleries or uh, art fairs or even the, the sort of uh, market so to speak, that will acquire artist work because at the end of the day, we all need to pay for those studios. We all need to pay for those art, uh, art materials and obviously to have the life uh, to, to survive. And that is a little bit of a challenge in Zimbabwe. And hopefully that changes soon because there's a lot of interesting work and a lot of creative energy coming out of Harare uh, in my opinion, it compared to, to Cape Town, uh, where Cape Town has almost a very mature art market, a very mature sort of infrastructure and networks and support, uh, even of the market. I kind of feel that the work that is exciting is actually coming out of Zimbabwe, uh, Harare, Blawayo, and some other parts of the country with young, energetic, very strong artists creating amazing work. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's just why I'm trying to make sure that we do have more spaces for, for explosion, for people to know about the work that's being made there and all this energy that we've been talking about. Um, Indeed. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think you have any steps that you would envision taking or somebody else could take um, to sort of expand the art sphere within her? So, well, if I can talk about my project, that was yes. the project. I mean, your project is is expanding. I mean, it's <laughs> incredible. So, yes, please tell us about it. Yes, indeed. So that has always been ever since I sort of moved here. I remember I used to talk to Tandanzani Takama, who's now the assistant curator, and decides that we needed to do something uh, for the visual arts or the contemporary arts scene in Zimbabwe. And that was two years ago. And then obviously in 2020 with the lockdowns and mm. due to pandemic, we sort of found ourselves, myself included, as I'm also an artist, had most of our schedules canceled because the sort of the world shut down. And talking to colleagues, uh, we, and then at the same time, receiving this interest that the arts world is accepting the virtual internet online space uh, where people were comfortable looking at work and purchasing it became uh, an opportunity for us to say, why don't we create something for Zimbabwe at this opportune time where first of all, the artists 
who are mostly in the diaspora, many of them, some in Zimbabwe, could all showcase on one platform, which is online, regardless of location. So you could be in South Africa, you could be in Zimbabwe, in New York, uh, in France, and still participate. Uh, and so Zimbabwean diaspora artists could have uh, something that they could be doing at home. And that's how we started uh, Atarada Contemporary Art Fair uh, in 2020, obviously dedicated to promoting and supporting the development of the contemporary art scene in Zimbabwe and its diaspora as well. So we had these two uh, last editions online, and this year we're trying to, to, to host our first physical event in the city, and we're quite excited about that. So I think these art fairs, because I've seen what happens in Joburg and Cape Town, where they all have uh, art fairs that the artists obviously have on their calendar that we know in February in Cape Town, we have the Cape Town Art Fair, mm. and it's a whole community. Everybody who's interested in the contemporary art scene is in the city, the artists themselves, and the interaction, the dialogues, the education that happens. Same what happens in Johannesburg, same what happens in Lagos. And we sort of like Zimbabwe has the sort of, I think, the infrastructure itself, the artists that are creating good work. And why wouldn't we start something similar? So to do, so it was to say, as artists, let's develop our own platforms uh, and 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 just take it from there. That's incredible. Um, when do you know when you guys are planning to do the in-person one this year? So we have two provisional dates. It's the way that we're doing it in November from the twenty-second of November for a week, uh, and. The other one we had currently working on now is the first week of December. Okay, good. Yeah. Those are all good days. I'll be home. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of your individual art practice right now, what is that looking like? So currently working... Uh, Obviously, the, the time during the COVID also gave the opportunity that there was nothing happening. Also, mm. like pressure for deadlines from the gallery when Art Fair gave me the time to be in the studio and just focus on the work without much sort of traveling or the pressure from a gallery or anything. And yeah, that led to very exciting work coming out of the studio, more reflective work. Um, recently did a series of like a visual diary of the time in 2020 from January to sort of December, sort of highlighting my experience going through the pandemic. Mm. Uh, currently working also on a series that highlighted some of the interesting things that the COVID pandemic and the lockdown and whatever uh, other effects that it made, especially on immigrants in South Africa, Zimbabwean immigrants, and sort of unfortunate events that happened. So working on a series of paintings that are commenting on that. So yeah, so my, my work is obviously basically uh, visual narrative. So always want to speak my mind through pictures. So, so you've made this sort of visual document of the last pretty much the pandemic years. If, you, if you're willing to give us a sneak peek into what that's sort of about, what is the thing that you think has changed the most for you because of the pandemic? Well, I think it was more um, 
the sort of um, improvisation of of material because I obviously wouldn't travel to a lot to go to the art shops because they're all closed mm. uh, being in that space and then just trying to uh, revive the practice itself the, the as a painter as well it's something that you always want to the craft you always want to develop and enhance um, and not just just stick to one sort of style or way of doing it and that at that time that allowed that to happen uh, I, I I call it the politics of painting <laughs> where you sort of negotiate the material the canvas the vision the sort of physique and standing and posing and lighting and all that in the studio play around all those elements sort of make the the work more interesting what are the kinds of things that your your politics of painting practice is currently trying to communicate i think i don't know it's just trying to just trying to create the next masterpiece uh <laughs> for, for my own <laughs> <laughs> From my own perspective, because that is always never easy, that you always never know if this work is great or not. Yeah. But yeah, just trying to refine my mastery uh, and always push to create the best work that I can. And obviously commenting on some of the challenges that we're facing uh, as a society uh, from Zimbabwe in a new context and in Zimbabwe as well, uh, and the African continent as a whole. Mm. Do you think that things like communicating issues we're facing through art and through sort of visual communication and writing and language arts, um, how do you think that those things impact change? Well, I think they, they, they somehow is a way of sharing ideas, uh, mm. sort of like a different perspective. Uh, I would imagine if you put artists into government, what would happen? Right. <laughs> All the creativity that might come to solve some of the problems yeah. uh, and sort of finding new ways and new ideas that things can be done. And I think creative people are always thinking outside the box. So uh, true. Not even any box at all. <laughs> <laughs> going and doing things uh so yeah i i think the the sort of what i've been seeing also in with what is how with the artists that are working and the work being produced on the continent sort of trying to reflect also that africa is vibrant africa african art zimbabwean art south african nigerian zambian art we we have been creating amazing art all this time and sort of the world is only now recognizing it uh, because there's some form of on contemporary African art. And, and in those artworks, these artists are talking about a lot of things that is happening in the environment. And that is becoming known through these works. Like, I know one artist like Nofa Tagadiwa, mm. some of the artists in, uh, in, in Ghana working with found material, and they're sort of dealing with the notion of pollution and sort of that some this Africa is a dumping site for most plastic material and they're using that and sending it sort of back to Europe right. but in the form of artworks and it has created value with this thing that is usually sent to the continent to uh, to destroy the environment so to speak. 100% and I love that um, sort of reversal of, of narrative that happens with the with the found materials being sent back and being hung on the wall when they were, you know, sent to us to sort of just be like, you know, kept and just 
dealt with. Um, are you seeing a particular boom in the in the contemporary African art market in in any particular country right now? Oh yeah, there is. There is. I think Nigeria is doing quite well. Mm. And I, what what I think um, from what I've been reading and sort of having a conversation is that it's 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 exciting because it's also locals, uh, local yeah. Nigerian collectors that are buying work by local artists. And that's something we want to encourage uh, using the platform Atarare that we have um, Zimbabweans who are most probably in the diaspora as well are doing well to, yeah, to be part of this cultural um, community by supporting artists and purchasing works and hanging them in their spaces all over the world and getting these artists exposed in different spaces and also having a part of the heritage uh, in whatever places they are. Um, mm. Because I always think that art is also part of, uh, of, of, of heritage of any nation. Um, so in South Africa as well, there has been a boom. They say Cape Town has become one of the leading space cities in terms of the contemporary African art scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I say, there's two museums that open, the Zayat Smoka and the Novo Foundation and an art fairs and the number of other sort of popping up spaces that are happening. Some of them artists led, which is exciting. Um, but overall, I also think in the continent in general, even though some of it is all about exposure, uh, there's a lot of booming that's happening, but most of it might be happening unnoticed. Uh, as in Zimbabwe, uh, that there is a lot of creative energy, a lot of exciting work coming, but there hasn't been that exposure uh, as yet. And Mm. hopefully that will happen soon. Oh, we're getting there. Slowly but surely, we're getting there. (laughs) Do you you have an ultimate sort of like dream goal for, for what you want Atara to do and to contribute? Uh, if I can say, if it can become to the same uh, stature as Haifa, the Harare International mm. Festival of Arts, where it brings people from artists as well, creatives from other parts of the world into Harare or into Zimbabwe in general uh, to celebrate artists. Uh, in this instance, it's a focus on the visual arts as the uh, point of departure, but also can be it can be music, can be theater, can be uh, other forms of uh, art uh, genres that people can celebrate. So that is sort of the goal to try. And obviously, what is happening in other parts of the world, like in Art Basel, what happens here in Cape Town and during the Cape Town Art Fair sort of the energy, the vibe, the interest, and also the lo- the locals to know the artists that are successful internationally in other parts of the world, but they live amongst their communities uh, and they're celebrated in other places, but not locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the platform to be of that sort of way of education and celebration of art, and yeah. also eventually also to create a market for the artists uh, that people who are art collectors who are interested in contemporary African art, can come to the country, um, interact with the artist as well, the community that is there. And, and that is so 
I think encouraging for artists to sort of realize what they're doing is appreciated. Um, do, you, do you think that this actually like right now, the Zimbabwean art scene sort of is in need of decolonization? And I'll ask you this because, um, and I'll specify sort of, do you think that the way that we're entering the art sphere is one in which we aim to appease the European standard of the art market? Or do you think we need to sort of create our own systems for what it means to be a successful artist in Africa versus a contemporary African artist for the Western markets? Yeah, I think we, we, we definitely do need to, because I've always said in uh, looking at another sort of idea of how the informal market is seen in Zimbabwe as informal, mm. where it is actually the way that people are earning a living. So it is actually the formal way of surviving in Zimbabwe. But we're following a colonial sort of mindset to say, you have to go to the factories to create work. It's industrialization. And that is the formal way which the world has moved on from that. Uh, we, 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 we're in a different, a different space. And that what they're calling informal market is the formal market of how things, people selling goods and services on the side of the road and there is obviously trade happening the, and yes. exchange of, of goods and services. The same with the art board. I think the idea has always been, you have to get representation by a major gallery for you to get exposure, which is important. The galleries do play a major role in sort of supporting and nurturing young artists. Yes, without a doubt. But in the context where there isn't that the galleries, what other creative ways should we come up with? to showcase the artists and the sort of future generation of artists and the energy and the creative work that is happening in the city. I'm happy to say what is happening in the city currently with the artist collectives that are happening is fantastic. So another sort of the creative way of saying, okay, we don't have these spaces as in sort of Europe and in the West, but we create our own. So a successful artist like Mofa Takadiwa, Walen Mapondera, Mishek Masamvu, they, with the support that the, the support and success they made elsewhere, they come home and they open up a space and invite young artists to create and work under their leadership. That is creating, and then, and then another artist at the same, another artist, three or four, five, six collectives that I know of in the city, creating an ecosystem, creating institutions actually for learning because these artists young artists are going there to learn from this master artist and in a few years time they have a body of work they're able to showcase somewhere and their careers kick off hmm. so i think the sort of way of saying galleries uh dealers is still relevant but i think in the context like zimbabwe we need to be creative and yeah and decolonize the way we should be sort of uh, developing the industry. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, and thank you for having spoken to me today. I, I'm all out of questions. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed hearing from you and sort of hearing your perspective on everything and, and um, just being able to get a little bit more insight into what the markets are doing and what you're working on and your incredible art horror project. Um, and everything that is to come. I'm so excited about what you're doing right now. Um, it's definitely an inspiration to me as well. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for talking to me today.
Thank you. Thank you for, for inviting us. Absolutely.